We're in a situation where we have put together, and you guys did, did it for our administration, the President Obama's administration before this. We have put together, I think, the most extensive and inclusive voter fraud organization in the history of American politics. Welcome to the BCP podcast. I want to show you a few things from the Tucker Carlson interview with President Trump that took place today at a very specific 8.55 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. It's debate night, but we're not in Milwaukee. They discussed many topics. I just want to highlight ones that I know that you will find interesting. Like the Bush Deep State. But, you know, we had some, some great people. I had great people. We'll have even better people if we do this, because now I know Washington before I didn't know Washington. But guys like Bill Barr were terrible. I mean, they were, I would say, Bushies. Uh, I say that with respect to the Bush family, but they were Bushies, and uh, just it doesn't work out for us. One of the biggest thorns in President Trump's side, because he didn't do his job, he covered for the Bidens, and he was a total bushy, is, of course, President Trump's second attorney general, William Barr. Before I begin, I'd like to briefly address news from the Manhattan Correctional Center over the weekend regarding Jeffrey Epstein. This sex trafficking case was very important to the Department of Justice and to me personally. Some breaking news right now. Disgraced financier Jeffrey Epstein has taken his own life while he was behind bars here in New York City. Epstein was facing sex trafficking charges. NBC News investigative correspondent Tom Winter now has the very latest. Tom, what more do we know? Uh, Peter, what we know now is that at 6.39 this morning, the fire department and EMS here in New York City got a phone call from MCC, which is a federal detention facility here in Man Manhattan in New York City, uh, where Jeffrey Epstein was being held uh, awaiting trial. Uh, they took him to New York's downtown hospital. He was in cardiac arrest. Uh, and it was pronounced there. Uh, what we know from officials that have been briefed on what happened, uh, he was found uh, and appeared that he had hung himself uh, in his cell or wherever he was being held within MCC, uh, and he was found by prison officials this morning, and that's when they reached out and they called EMS uh, in unsuccessful attempts to, to revive him. So that happened early this morning, um, and right now what we're trying to do is figure out uh, if he was still on suicide watch, because there was an incident that occurred several weeks ago uh, where he injured himself. It wasn't quite clear if that was an attempt on his life, uh, an attempt to perhaps stage an attack. It, it, the details of that uh, were never really kind of uh, hashed out, if you will. So uh, this morning, there's some significant questions on how uh, somebody who uh, it was such a high-profile defendant, somebody who had uh, connections uh, that yeah. went up to a, a current president, um, could be found dead and, and how this could have happened. Yeah, Tom, you're exactly right. Again, for our audience just joining us right now, NBC News has now confirmed that financier Jeffrey Epstein has taken his own life at a jail here in New York City. I was appalled, and indeed the whole department was, and frankly, angry, to learn 
of the MCC's failure to adequately secure this prisoner. We are now learning of serious irregularities at this facility that are deeply concerning. It was clear, this is kind of far afield, but it was just interesting. I read Barr's account of his time. He wrote a book about it, right? Uh, his autobiography. And in it, he lies about Jeffrey Epstein's death. Clearly lies. Do you, do you think Epstein killed himself sincerely? I don't know. I, I will say that, you know, he was a fixture in Palm Beach. Yeah. Uh, I don't know what Barr said about it either. I have no idea what he said. What did he say? He killed himself, probably? He said Does he killed way? himself and that they were going to do this investigation. Demand a thorough investigation. The FBI and the Office of Inspector General are doing just that. We will get to the bottom of what happened and there will be accountability. They never did the investigation, it's never been yeah. public, well, and they hid it, and like, why are they doing that? He and clearly Barr knew, but why would Bill Barr be covering up the death of Jeffrey Epstein? Now, a lot of people, I'm sure, as myself, were a little dismayed, maybe even taken aback, or disappointed, that President Trump, when asked about Jeffrey Epstein, feigned somewhat of ignorance and didn't want to answer the question whether Jeffrey Epstein killed, him, uh, killed himself or not. Now, we know that Jeffrey Epstein didn't kill himself. Anyone with half a brain knows that Jeffrey Epstein did not commit suicide. He was on suicide watch, he had paper blankets, and he had been assaulted previously, and there were these irregularities, right? These irregularities like the camera wasn't working, new people were there, they didn't check up on him on time, etc. Now, I think it's pretty obvious why President Trump didn't really answer this question. Same reason, or similar reason, I should say, why he didn't want to answer the questions that Tucker Carlson asked him about the deep state trying to take his life. No one wants to really dwell on that. But I think the answer really lies in Bill Barr and what President Trump said about Bill Barr. He's a Bushy, Bush, CIA, CIA, Mossad, Jeffrey Epstein, all connected. They were taking out one of their own and President Trump has enough problems. He doesn't need to stir things up with the CIA over Jeffrey Epstein right now. As rich and powerful as President Trump is, the pedophile network of elitists is more powerful. Jeffrey Epstein's death is case in point. Now, when it comes to the cover-up, gaslighting, and misinformation about the killing of Jeffrey Epstein, Attorney General Bill Barr was just getting started because there's something else that he covered up lied, and gaslit America and the world about. And this one has had even more grave consequences. And of course, that has to do with the stolen election of 2020, which gave us the fake president and Marxist puppet, Joseph Robinette Biden Jr., the destroyer of our republic, the United States of America. Uh, Bill Barr didn't do an investigation on the election fraud either, okay? He said he did, and he pretended he did, but he didn't. Uh, uh, McSwain, the U.S. attorney in 
Pennsylvania, Philadelphia, uh, said Barr, Barr just wouldn't let him do it. It was crazy. Barr became so petrified, so frightened of being impeached. They were going to impeach him. I don't know if you remember it. Yeah. It's not a big moment in history. But they said, we're going to impeach. You know, they play a much rougher game, the left, the lunatics. And they were going to impeach Bill Barr. And he was petrified. Now, how do you not get impeached? Don't do any of this stuff. But he didn't do the job there. Now, one thing that Tucker Carlson is great at is following up on a question that he's asked that the person he's interviewing or discussing with has either ignored, not given an answer, or perhaps has given half an answer, or is trying to skate or circumvent answering the question the first time that Tucker Carlson asks it. During this conversation, Tucker Carlson has to ask President Trump a couple times about, you know, the deep state next step would be to kill him. Same thing with uh, asking him if uh, Tucker Carlson asks him if he thinks there'll be a civil war. And they continue with Tucker Carlson asking him yet again, do you think that Epstein was killed and did not, in fact, commit suicide. I don't know what he did with Epstein, but possibly he did Do you think it's possible that Epstein was killed? Oh, sure, it's possible. I I mean, I don't really believe... I think he probably uh, committed suicide. He had a life with, you know, beautiful homes and beautiful everything, and he, uh, all of a sudden, he's incarcerated and not doing very well. I would say that he did... But there are those people, there are many people, I think you're one of them, right? But a lot of people think that he, uh, he was killed. Just like we know that the 2020 election was stolen, that COVID was unleashed to steal the election of 2020, and that, in fact, the election of 2020 was stolen, and that the bioweapon virus, which was half-baked, led to an even more dangerous bioweapon, the COVID-19 vaccine. Just like we know all those things are true and that O.J. Simpson did in fact murder Ron and his wife, we know that Epstein was murdered. And Tucker Carlson wants to let President Trump know that uh, he doesn't buy the idea that Jeffrey Epstein committed suicide even if Trump is saying that, just to not have to deal with that subject. He knew a lot on a lot of people. He was killed. You I think, think so? I think the, more, the closer you look, I'm not a conspiracy person at all. I believe everything I hear. Uh, but yeah, the, the closer you look into it, I mean, the Attorney General of the United States, your Attorney General, yeah. clearly lied about the Epstein death. Yeah, and he was... why? He was... Uh, certainly, it wasn't well done. They had no cameras. They had no anything, everybody was sleeping, and you know, there, the, a case could be made, look, I'm not gonna get involved in it, but I can tell you, a case could be made either way, but uh, it certainly wasn't the most well-run place. So, President Trump, of course, is a smart guy, doesn't double down and just say, oh yes, I think that Jeffrey Epstein killed himself. He realizes that there is merit to this statement, to this conspiracy theory, if you will. Now, I'm no body language expert, 
But my interpretation of President Trump is, I don't really want to discuss this. Yeah, there's validity to that. I'm going to say that I think he committed suicide. I don't need the pedal people after me. I've got other things to do. I can handle them once I get back in. Now, one thing that President Trump was not shy about discussing, as he never is, is the aforementioned stolen election of 2020 and how judges and everybody's corrupt and didn't even give the stolen election its day in court. I ran in 16, which was 15, but I ran in 16, election in 16, and there was tremendous spirit. Uh, in 20, there was even more spirit. We got many millions of, we got millions and millions more votes. You know, it wasn't even a contest. People said, well, what do you think of 20? I said, we did much better. We did. You got to base it on the number of votes. We got many more votes in 20 than we did in 16. But the election was rigged. It was a rigged election. But, and with COVID, they use COVID to cheat in a lot of different things. And we have so much on it. It's like so easy. But we had judges that didn't want to look. We had people that didn't want to get involved. They called you, he's a conspiracy theorist if you say anything about the election. But, uh, and now we have a president that can't put two sentences together, can't speak, can't walk, can't talk. I don't think he gets to the starting gate, but these people do miracles. I mean, he, he ran out of his basement and you got away with that one because of COVID. So he sort of got away with it. They cheated on the election. But you look at what's happening to our country, even no voter ID. I mean, why don't they want voter ID? They obviously want no voter ID so they can steal elections in perpetuity. That's why they also want to have voting machines that can't be audited and throw people in jail for checking the machines. And we've heard President Trump talk about voter ID. I wonder if we're going to be hearing him talk more about that on the campaign trail as we get closer to voting day in November of next year. There's only one reason they don't want voter ID, because they want to cheat. Who doesn't want, you know, the Democrat convention, the last one, they had voter ID that was this big. It looked like a prison card, this big on their chest. You walked in, they had your picture, your this, your fingerprint. They had everything, the most incredible voter ID I've ever seen. That was to get into the Democrat National Convention. But to get into vote, if you buy groceries, if you buy any, practically anything now, you have ID on a card, credit cards or otherwise. And But that, don't you think it's racist to have to show your ID? Well, they probably say that. They, they use anything not to show ID because voter ID is pretty simple. And, and without voter ID, it makes it more simple to steal elections with fake ballots, especially the mail-in variety. We could go back and we should go back to all paper ballots, voter ID, same day voting. You know, France did it. France had uh, mail-in ballots and it was terrible. Anytime you have mail-in ballots, you're gonna have massive cheating on your elections, anytime. Not just the presidential election, anytime you have- Isn't that the whole point of them? Yeah, oh yeah, sure, it's the whole point. That's the whole point, they wanna cheat, yeah. They have to cheat because their policies are so bad that if they didn't cheat, they couldn't get elected. Yes. I'm glad that President Trump did not vacillate on this one, and you wouldn't expect him to because the stolen election is a sore point with him, and he's been on point about it. And the whole point of mail-in ballots is to cheat, rig, and steal elections. 
Now, President Trump isn't shy about this subject, nor is he shy about Mike Pence, who had an opportunity to, to thwart the steal had he just thrown it back to the states. Whatever happened to Mike Pence? You've always been nice to Pence. I've never heard you criticize Pence. You've defended him in public many, many times. He's out there attacking you. Um, what is that? So Mike wants to run for president. You gotta understand, in my opinion, Mike Pence had the absolute right to send the votes back to the legislatures. Uh, the Democrats and everybody said, you don't have the right. In other words, what I said, is he a human conveyor belt? You mean, if he finds fraud in Pennsylvania, in Georgia, in any of these states, Arizona, he has to send them to Mitch McConnell, right? That's right, sir. Well, if he finds fraud, he has to? Yes, sir. I said, so he's just, so he's a conveyor belt. Boom, put him in. I said, I don't agree with that. And we had some lawyers, not all, we had some lawyers that said, no, you do have the right to send them back to the legislatures to be rechecked. Because if you looked at what went on in Wisconsin, who, by the way, now agree with me, Wisconsin has been virtually, other than the fact they're not allowed to do anything statutorily, but Wisconsin has been, I mean, what they found is incredible. I mean, we won Wisconsin. But Mike Pence had the right, in my opinion, to send them back. Do you ever talk to him now? Uh, no, I haven't spoken to him in a long time. Uh, I was very disappointed in him. I didn't want to do what Thomas Jefferson did. Thomas Jefferson, it was Georgia. And it was, hear ye, hear ye, the great state of Georgia is not capable or allowed to tabulate their votes. And Thomas Jefferson, who was the vice president, said, is Georgia sure that they cannot tabulate their votes? Georgia is sure. He didn't send it back and have him redo it. He said, we will keep the votes of the great state of Georgia for Thomas Jefferson and his president. I didn't ask him for that. Could have done that too, but I didn't. I thought that would be turmoil. I asked him to send him back to his legislature, to the legislatures, you know, in Wisconsin, let's say. But, but why didn't he? I mean, you, you'd worked together for four years. You're the president, he's VP. You're, you say you're aligned on everything. I think he got very bad advice. I, I really do. Now, let me tell you what happened. I sat there with a few people. I think his lawyer was in the room, too. His lawyer was very much against it. There were other lawyers that felt you could do it. It was, it was one of those things. You probably, I think you could have done it. I think you can always do something if you see fraud or if you see problems. But it's very interesting. So after the election was over, the rhinos got together with the Democrats. And they redid the election, so you couldn't do it anymore. So then I called the people. I said, so in other words, you're saying I was right. You could do it. Yes, you could do it. In other words, they took the Voting Act and they redid it so the vice president no longer has the power to do what I said he could do. So when that happened, I said, wow. So, And, you know, you'd look some of these Democrats in the eye and they'd say, he has absolutely no right to do it. And immediately after the election... They met rhinos, could name them all, and Democrats, and they approved legislation that takes away the right of the vice president to do it. So I said, ah, so you're saying I was right. The vice president did have the right to do it, and they said, yes, he did. So if you're saying they stole it from you last time, why wouldn't they do the same this time? Oh, well, they'll try. They're going to be trying, yeah. They're going to be trying. I'm hoping that President Trump 
will unveil more or speak more to how to thwart this effort by the Democrats because they've been mightily successful. If criminals have no consequences, if there's no accountability for their repeated offense against the law, they're going to keep doing it. They've been selling elections all throughout the nation for decades, centuries now. But the steal was big in 2020. It was big in 2022. No one's gone to jail. There have been no, there've been no trials. Nothing has happened. So I'm really hoping President Trump, between now and November, really gives us confidence in how we're going to stop this deal in 2024. The people see it's a fraud. The people see it like this horrible district attorney from just a little while ago from essentially Atlanta. It's Fulton County. And of course, I've been making the case on this show, especially over the last couple weeks, that we're still in the stolen election of 2020 operation. That's still going on. What we're witnessing now is the cover-up stage. The the cover-up stage, excuse me, of this operation. You know, the one where it's now criminal to question the results of the 2020 election. Now, Democrats can still question 2016 or their own lost elections. You just can't fight back against the stolen election of 2020. Even if you're Donald John Trump, the one who was injured in this deal. And as much as President Trump is hurting from this deal with four indictments and making life a living hell, it's we as America and Americans who are suffering the greatest. She said, basically, I don't have any right to challenge an election. Well, what about Stacey Abrams? What about Hillary Clinton? What about all of these Democrats that are still challenging my election? The same people that are saying he's challenging an election challenged my election. And they did it with slates. They did it with all sorts of things. They were very bad, very bad about it. But basically, they're suing me and they're saying, you don't have any right to challenge. And if you challenge an election, we're going to indict you and put you in jail. The uh, district attorney, Fannie, Fannie Willis, in Atlanta, she's getting killed. Basically, she's saying Trump doesn't have the right to, uh, to criticize an election. But you've been around long enough now. You've seen many elections criticized. I mean, Hillary Clinton goes crazy. Every time she talks, she says, he's not the president, Jimmy Carter said. He's not the president. Well, I am the president. Hillary Clinton called me, by the way, at 3.02 in the morning to congratulate me the night of the election. Did her voice crack? Well, her voice was <laughs> it's very different, I will say. I won't get into that. But What do you mean? Her voice was very different. Uh, don't forget, they were all celebrating at 5 o'clock in the afternoon. And I came home and I said, you know, I think we won. But, um, but they challenged the stuff. Yeah. Hillary called me up and conceded. Now, the word is that Obama said you have to do that. But she called up and totally conceded. But now, you know, every time you see her on television, she's saying, like, well, she's challenging the election. Do, do you think- so that would mean that she should be indicted. But that would mean also that Stacey Abrams in Georgia should be indicted because she still thinks she won the election for governor. She still thinks that. She's never recanted. And I Do you think, think Stacey Abrams will be indicted for that? 
No, of course not. You won't be. The Democrats don't get indicted for things like that. They don't get impeached. They don't get indicted. They don't get impeached because the entire system is corrupt. From the DOJ and the FBI to the IRS. Now, we people are tired of it. And how long is it going to be that we're going to see President Trump get indicted, arrested, possibly found guilty as they steal the election and try to keep his name off the ballot before we finally say enough is enough and civil war 2.0 breaks out? I don't know the answer to that, but that's something that Tucker Carlson wanted to get from President Trump. And when President Trump didn't give him a satisfactory answer, Tucker Carlson repeated the question, taking it from civil war to civil conflict. Do you think we're moving towards civil war? There's tremendous passion and there's tremendous love. I have never seen such spirit and such passion and such love. And I've also never seen simultaneously and from the same people such hatred of what they've done to our country. So do you think it's possible that there's open conflict? We seem to be moving I, I towards don't know. something. I don't know because I don't know what it, you know, I, I can say this. Uh, there's a level of passion that I've never seen. There's a level of hatred that I've never seen. And that's probably a bad combination. Donald Trump, thank you. Thank you very much. Very much. Thank you. That is a bad combination, by the way. Bad combination. Thank you. That is a bad combination. Well, not for you, not for me. But for the treasonous, traitorous rat bastards, the pedo elites, and others that are working to undermine our constitutional republic. All right, folks. Hold tight. I'll be back tomorrow with yet another episode. Until then, ciao, goodbye, God bless. And by the way, if you enjoy this show and you're listening to it on one of the podcast platforms, please take a moment to write a review of this show. That will help us greatly expand our reach. Hasta mañana. We're in a situation where we have put together and you guys did, did it for our administration, the President Obama's administration before this. We have put together, I think, the most extensive and inclusive voter fraud organization in the history of American politics. Thank you.